the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. Jeff Mosher sitting in for Chris Holman on the road. Well, recording remotely as we all are tended to do so these days. This time around, reaching out to Dr. Phil Knight, Executive Director of the Food Bank Council of Michigan. FBCM is based out of Lansing, but serving the state of Michigan. Dr. Phil, welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat. Uh, thanks very much, Jeff. I feel like I'm home. Indeed. Excellent. You are. And Michigan Business Network was a platform for you for about three to four years for the leadership lowdown. So indeed, you're still continuing to do great things with the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Actually, before we start out, could you remind the Michigan business community about the Food Bank Council of Michigan? Sure, Jeff. The Food Bank Council, probably the best way to think about it is with numbers, particularly for business people, right? So there's one Food Bank Council. We represent the seven Feeding America food banks that serve all of Michigan's 83 counties. And we do that through a network of, say, somewhere around 3,000 different community partners that we call pantries. Excellent. Now, the reason we wanted to catch up with you, or at least one of the big ones that initially was the reason we were going to catch up with you for an interview is that you recently received a recognition from Governor Whitmer. Can you tell us about that? Well, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm probably not the best guy to talk about me, but (laughs) you know, it's, uh, I'd rather point the folks to the work and, and to the banks and, but, um, during the pandemic, you know, we had unprecedented food insecurity prior to the pandemic. We, our data shows us that there's on average about 1.3 million people in the state that are struggling to know where their next food is coming from. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, that grew to almost 2 million. And so our food banks with government partners and private partners, business partners, we were able to increase our distributions of food by 47% over anything we'd ever done in our previous history. And so to build the infrastructure to support that, to make sure that food was done safely and, you know, just to be able to do the logistics of that food takes a great team. I have a great team, but because of all the work of the seven food banks and because of the team that I have at Food Bank Council, she chose me to represent the industry, so to speak. And so the Governor's Service Award is a distinct honor. And I don't feel like I'm the one that should get it. I feel like all the people in the warehouse that did the work, it showed up every day. Never an outbreak of COVID in any of our warehouses or our food banks. And so I just feel like that I'm representing them. And and this award is really about the work that they did during the difficult days of the pandemic. Perfect. And in your reply there, you took part of answers to my next two questions. So what I'm going to ask at this point then is, are we into a new normal? And, and what does that look like for the Food Bank Council? What is the situation? Are we, we back to pre-pandemic levels or are you dealing with a new sort of need? Yeah, that's a great question, Jeff, because you know, for 1.3 million people, prior to the pandemic that struggled to have enough food for their families, they don't want to go back to normal. Normal sucked for them. So Mm -hmm. they don't really, they're not really, when we all talk about, let's go back to normal, they don't want to go there. So, but now the challenge is unique in that. And the first thing I should say is there's not a food shortage. There's never been a food shortage. 
what we have is supply chain issues. And the same issues that Meyer and Kroger and Walmart and Spartan Nash have, the food banks have. And so trying to get your hands on the food, it takes a long reach into supply chain. So let me just give you an example. You know, we stopped recycling for a while during the pandemic. Who would have thought that would have been a domino effect to affect the food supply chain? Because there was not enough aluminum for the ah. can to hold the food. Or, and you can do the same thing with cardboard. Mm-hmm. So it's things that are not food that affect the supply, the food supply chain. And so that's the challenge now that need has picked up the last eight months. And now the food supply from the USDA, because of these food supply challenges, we're at a five-year low for how much food we're getting from the USDA. And that has accounted up to 30% of the food that we've distributed. So now we're down around 8% from USDA. So the food banks are having to raise the money to try to purchase the food out of the supply chain in order to meet the need in the community. Gotcha. All right. And the other reason that we were interested in in catching some time with you is that in recent days, you've had the opportunity to testify before U.S. Senator Stabenow regarding the next farm bill. Can you speak briefly to your message and that experience? Sure. Yeah. Our own senator, United States Senator Debbie Stabenow, is the chairwoman for the Senate Ag Committee. And in the Ag Committee, probably the largest work that they do is the Farm Bill. And the Farm Bill touches every part of food from the seed in the ground to the broccoli on your plate. I mean, it touches everything from soil conservation to crop yield and everything in between. And so it's a very expansive bill. I think you'd have to go to defense or maybe Homeland Security to find a bill that was larger and more encompassing than the Farm Bill. So my testimony was, and it was an honor to be asked to testify, was twofold. One was to give the perspective that the faces of hunger are many, because I have been the face of hunger at one time in my life. I had a life upset after you know, a divorce, and it took a while for me to get my footing. It was during the Great Recession. And even though I have advanced degrees, they, it was just tough to find a job. And so sometimes people need a little bit of help for a little while. And sometimes people need a little bit of help for a longer while. And I was one of those people. And I'm not the typical person, Dr. Phil, you know, this white middle-aged male that you would think that would need help in regard to food security. So I wanted to change the conversation that the faces of hunger are many and it's varied. The other thing I wanted to talk about was really when investments are made in the federal programs like SNAP, the food stamp program, or in the senior box program, when those investments are cut, that shortens the government's lines, but it lengthens the charitable food network's lines. And these policies have attention to them, a yin and a yang, so to speak, that we have to be cognizant of so that we write good policy because shortening one line and lengthening the other and putting the burden on the charitable food network, that's not good business. Fair enough. As we wrap this up, how can businesses across Michigan find out more about FBCM or get involved if they see fit to do so? Yeah, that would be, that is a great question. So volunteers are a huge part of our business model. 
And so we get volunteers for our food banks from two different sources primarily. One is through senior citizens, and the second is through businesses. So if there's a food bank or a pantry in your area, or you need to know where those are at, you can find us at fbcmish.org, and we can help you get connected. And as always, you know, giving of your time, talent, and treasure, that's always a help. Excellent. Well, Dr. Phil, thank you so much for spending some time with the Michigan Business Beat today. It's my pleasure, Joe. Excellent. Once again, we've been speaking with Dr. Phil Knight, Executive Director for the Food Bank Council of Michigan. They're based out of Lansing, but serving statewide. We'll be back with more on the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network.